Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Missing for one episode, and yet the whole Premier Non-League podcast goes to tits up. So I'm sorry about that, guys. But I'm back. Welcome to episode 30 of the Premier Non-League podcast. The Premier Non-League podcast. Well, Trevor, you're sitting there like putting your middle finger up at me, but I'm pretty sure I do remember a call or messages, plenty of messages going, can't work this out, can't work this out, and then it got passed over to Gaz, am I right? Yeah, I was busy trying to sort my blog out, so I want to get paid for that. More important, don't get paid to, 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 to be fair, I should have I should have sat down before I went away on holiday and actually there we go, showed you how to do it. But then that, Gaz stepped in. I, I would no, no, it would have been a podgy because I would have said Gaz stepped in to save the day, but then Gaz can't be asked to turn up tonight using an excuse of a kid not going to sleep. So I don't really know where to um, stand on that, to be fair. But OK, there's three of us. Now. Oh, yeah. And talking about excuses, Pete uses Worthing as an excuse again. And he's gone to some little quiz night. I would say poxy quiz night, but it is raising money for charity so I can't really slag it off too much but he's down at Woodside for a charity pub quiz tonight I hope he's losing don't you chaps yeah, yeah I hope he's losing yeah anyway Trev's here in the room I've already I've already um, roasted him about it not Will Smith style with a little slap across the face but I've got Chris May he's back he was missing last week um, and he's in a little spot of bother up now, haven't you you've not been keeping yourself very quiet over the last few weeks Chris have you no you've been on. stirring that pot quite badly haven't you but yeah. as we'll go on to say, it's not been, I think, the fairest position given by the chairman of uh, your beloved South Shields, because I think we'll go on to that. But um, how are we doing anyway, chaps? Very well, thank you. Very well. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been, uh, I, I've been away a little bit and I've, I've really missed getting my non-league feel stuff, but um, I'm getting one step closer. Um, to the title here down on the south coast. Two wins away after an amazing win at Chesson on a Saturday. Um, a game that I was quite nervous about, as you, as, as you guys know, Chesson are on a little bit of run, trying to make that playoffs, and they're on, on, on fire at the moment, but managed a two-goal win. Um, I think it's one of those things as well we need to always say to Chris, are South Shields getting promoted as champions? So, you've dropped a few points frustratingly. Is it going to be a champions or is it going to be a playoff route? And listen to Mariner's podcast... You, I think, was it you that said you don't think if we got the playoffs you'd make it? But Ronnie was quite confident. Mm, yeah, um, it's like so difficult to predict because things change on an almost daily basis. Um, mm. Shields find themselves two points behind, two points off top, with five games to go. So technically, you could still go up as champions. We have to. We, we have to hope that Buxton, who are looking very strong, um, hit 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 the hit the rudders, as it were. Um, having watched the last, so we, the Mariners podcast episode was recorded during the run of four away games, and um, performances were poor, results equally, and um, we've now just had two home games and won them both really 
quite well. Convincingly, haven't you said, yeah. So home form is okay. It's about sorting the away form out. And I I said that I I thought we wouldn't go up via the playoffs purely because of the the mentality of the personnel, purely and simply Hmm. about the mentality. But having seen what I've seen over the last two weeks, um, as, as long as we get home field advantage in the playoffs, then that would give us every chance. So we've got to finish second to guarantee home field advantage throughout. And um, Do you think Buxton are going to drop points? Though, or do you think they're pretty nailed yeah, on now? I, just, no, I think everybody will drop points somewhere. So um, you're kind of hopeful that you might just be able to nab them at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. but we, we have to make sure that we win every game. I mean, we've got to win the last five, I believe. Yeah. Um, the, the, one of the key games is the penultimate game from Buxton, who have Matlock, local derby. It would be technically, at the moment as it stands, first versus third. So, that's the big cheering. game. You're, you're Matlock for the day. <laughs> we're all, we're all yeah. Matlock, aren't we? As they say. Yes. But... Um, it must be bloody frustrating, though, mate, to be fair, because obviously we've said it so many times, you know, you said you've been, not critical, but you've said, was it a step too early to go full-time when you're in step three of, mm-hmm. like, non-league football? And, you know, thinking yeah. about it and looking around all the other things, I think, Trevor, you could probably agree that maybe it was a little step too early. It's great to see the ambition of the club, but maybe mm-hmm. one or two promotions too soon. And as we even said in the week on a WhatsApp text, I think we're a couple of saying, like, I've seen, like, listening to your podcast, you know, obviously going full-time, you've lost some great, part-time semi-pro footballers yeah. which probably could have smashed the league for you and you could have been maybe doing almost like I know you compared Worthing on it like you know we're we haven't gone anything different we've kept the majority of the squad bar one or two changes and mm. we're sitting 10 points pretty at the top of the league with only yeah. two wins needed whereas it looks like your league unfortunately for you is going to probably go right down to the wire for the top spot yeah I, I, I quoted something on the podcast which was we had the blueprint and we've thrown it away. Um, didn't go down well. Um, you we got some negativity, of, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which really, <laughs> I would say, came from a, a, a tweet from the chairman and um, kind of caused a, quite a, a furore on, on Twitter. It got a bit heated. Thankfully, we weren't involved, if I'm honest. Um, it seems to be everyone biting at each other, didn't they? Yeah, um, but predominantly people agreeing with us. You know, we just give our opinion. That's what podcasts do. We're by the fans, for the fans, and that's what a, a fan's podcast should be about. Um, it's never personal. The criticism is never personal. No. It's objective. And our view was that have it, we were in the middle of a dreadful run of away fixtures where the... Um, I think the whole, the common denominator of it all is any football fan should be able to forgive their team if they are beaten by a better team. If there's a team better than you and they beat you, fair enough, as long as you've matched them for effort. And South Shields were dropping points. So out of four away games, drew two, lost two. And in those away games... Only in one of those games did we match our opponents for effort. And we should have won the game. We were unfortunate, I believe, to have only drawn the game. But but in the other games, 
um, we did not match our opponents for effort, particularly in the second half of the game. And that is unacceptable. And we just made that, you know, we just felt it's been coming. And um, lo and behold, we, we, we play at home. We match our opponents for effort and our quality shines through. Those bits of quality that you need came through and we won the games. So we, we, only, we only spoke as we saw it. Um, was it negative? Actually, I don't think it was. Constructive, definitely. Some people might say there's negativity, but we thought it was a bit of a rallying cry. Um, other people saw it differently. Some players saw it differently. One or two gave us pretty short shrift. Um, the following Saturday, I do believe there was a member of the Shields hierarchy listening to our commentary that on the first game. Um, well, to try and catch you out, do you think? Or? Um, just to make sure that we're towing the party line, I think. Um, I might be wrong. But again, as you said like earlier, it's not it's not Shields' official commentary service. You own the mixer really. account, and My it's like a sort of, and it's a little bit like what we do at Worthing. And as you know, throughout the podcast this season, you know, and Trev, I've spoken detail to you about it. You know, by speaking our mind has often upset, and it's not critical. We're not slagging off. You know, we obviously no. at the beginning of the season we had a big deal at Worthing with the pint prices of beers and drinks have gone up, and you know, you mm. think we appreciate that. You know, you had to have some you know some rebuild after covid they need to make money but the way the prices went up without any consultation of fans really upset some of us um and you know unfortunately a private group chat got leaked to some of the members of the board which we still don't know officially who is we've got our ideas but you know then that sort of lambasted me as myself peter and spencer who do the um rebel yell podcast and we had a bit of a cold shoulder for a couple months it wasn't like we're sitting there slagging what you're doing we love what you're doing but, you know, yeah. having an opinion. And I think sometimes you see it, this sort of mentality of quite a lot of non-league clubs. You know, obviously you can't fault the owner, George, and, you know, what he's done for the club. As You know, I'm sure you could say with Jeff and what he's done for South Shields to see him bring it forward. Mm. But we're allowed to, as fans, be slightly critical of decisions. You can't go through life without any constructive feedback. And it's not sitting there being, oh, you're awful, you're shit, you're whatever, this, right, and that. Mm. You're saying, like, you know, this isn't working. Yeah. Consult think- the fans, do this. What, what kind of, I was slightly disappointed with was the fact that actually what we were saying was almost in defence of Jeff Thompson. Ultimately, he's playing oh, yeah. millions of pounds. I've listened to it, yeah. And, and you know, um, to me, to the, to, to, to the layman, I'm no football expert, um, but certain individuals appear to be not... Play, not putting 100% in, which means in real terms, they're almost stealing a living. Mm. And it's kind of stealing money from the people who are investing in the club. I mean, Chris, um, you, know, you know I'm a Charlton fan and I pretty mm-hmm. much said that about everything this season. The people that are employed as players for that club are stealing a living this season. They're absolutely awful. Where, whether yeah. the owner has a clue what he's doing, he's come from America. But that saying stealing a living has happened so often. I think sadly, it doesn't matter what division you're in. You no, see it a lot in football. Trevor, you've probably seen that at Barnet over the years. I mean, yeah, Barnet, Bar- Barnet, well, Barnet should have been building from when they got promoted originally to the Football mm. League. Yeah. And, you know, you, you just got these awful players just like not even uh, pulling their weight. And it's frustrating. But, you know, it, it's one of these things that I think sometimes I think, do you, 
clubs need to sort of take constructive feedback and they need to let fans have freedom of speech without taking offence. Uh, anyone that, um, obviously, um, I hope people have listened to the Mariners podcast. Obviously, we do tweet about it and we speak about it on the PNLP. Um, but if you haven't, go back and listen to the latest episode because I could not find fault in what you or Ronnie were saying. There was nothing. It was I felt the passionate rallying cries. I think it was called like a rally cry to the club well, or something. Yeah, that Ronnie, was the epi- Ronnie put it out like that. You know, yeah. um, I mean, I'll, I'll look, if I look at, you know, Trev as a Barnet supporter, you know, my my non-league um, background, you know, comes at a time when the, the GM Vauxhall conference was really coming to its, coming to, coming to the fore and Barnet were right up there. And obviously it, it was the Flashman days. Um, we all know what, what happened over the years, but really a club like Barnet, which had such a, a really solid fan base, it's just to see, you know, I don't know what the crowds are like now, Trev. Is it just over a thousand? Just over a thousand, yeah, most weeks. Yeah. Mm. That's it's crazy to right? think though, isn't it? When you look at clubs like Worthing it's Shields taking double that. Yeah, it's disappointing to see a club like Barnet just get crowds of that number. And um for us, for South Shields to be getting two, two and a half thousand people, you know, um, and and what appears to be certain players only playing in certain games at certain times, that's not right. And um, we we just said what we felt mm. on the on, you know on the day, which was a build up. And I've got to, I've got to be honest and say on the on the Saturday when we went to Baseford. I got on the support as coach and half the coach gave us a round of applause when we got on, you know, which which was quite touching. Is that just a supporters coach uh, or did the players get on that as well? No, it's supporters coach. Okay. It, yeah, because you know, like, we're having um, the coaches like with the players as well, sort of 20 odd fans. And all yeah. Players. I've travelled, I've travelled on a, a players coach once um, a long time ago, but we always travel. And I've got to be honest, you know, the club, have been really good to Ronnie and I that they've you know covered our costs throughout the season. And we can't thank them enough for that. Um, you know, there's no no problem there. Um, but the we we just felt that on a supporters forum, what we said was constructive. Other people might think differently, but we stand by what we said. What one thing that can't be can't ever be questioned is our uh, support of the club ultimately we want it to be where we think it should be um, I guess that, that um, must leave a little behind. bit of a, when you see Jeff's tweet in the way he did it must leave a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth because you've done nothing but support the club and you know just because your opinion it's kind of brought out like that saying you've been negative when it wasn't at all I mean we'll wrap it up sort of there but it's kind of one of those it must have felt a little bit of a bit of note on your tongue disappointed disappointed but you must have been more. You might, that disappointment must have been whistled away when that beautiful lady called Alex Scott was presenting uh, football focus this Saturday. And Christopher, I'm very disappointed you weren't forefront. You should have been on the mic with her. What's going on there, mate? Okay, I, get it. I, I won't say what you said off the air because I don't think it will be taken off the air for what you said off the air. But uh, use your imagination, folks. Um. I appear to be getting into enough trouble with me mouth. Um, 
I don't want to get into trouble because of me. Sh- I think my features would have been too sharp for the camera. You can imagine that Chris going off on one of BBC like self shields fan goes off on a rant against his own club when it, and Alex Scott's in there going, "Hang on, mate, it's not what we were what we were talking about." <laughs> like, Let me take this minute now to say, players, you need to sort yourself out and stop picking up a wage. What? Yeah. Hang on a second. But I guess it's. I mean, whatever whatever the thing is, it must have been quite a proud moment to see like them down there. Obviously, it is as we said before the Kevin Phillips sort of you know the, the promotion of Kevin Phillips and you know but it's good for the club you know it's it's great attraction to the club seeing that I mean to be honest I think that they would have been much wiser to come down to the south coast and see a club that's actually bossing the league by 10 points rather than that northern what they can't really decide if they're going to win the title or not but you know we'll, we'll, we'll leave that there Hastings is that what Hastings 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 with uh, with um with Meanie and that lot. Oh, aren't they Pete's friends? We have to say that, don't we? Because I think he could get Meanie, but he got the wrong name, didn't he? He got the wrong name of the person he could get on the air, which was funny. Anyway, but Pete's not here, and we know what he's like. He gets very sensitive if we talk about his friends when he's not here to defend himself. Um, mm-hmm. but um, just without uh, mentioning Pete, obviously we've got to talk about Worthing. We are, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, ten points clear after a win of Chesson with two wins away. It's literally so close we can taste it now and we do hope we can do some sort of special joint champions podcast with the Rebel Yell Mariners podcast at the end of the season but certain South Shield players need to get their asses in gear um, to win that <laughs> title because um, I don't think I mean obviously you know if it goes to the playoff you know who would be all supporting here on the Premier League podcast but I I think I'd be a fan myself and I don't think I could even bear to watch that um, we've got to get over that line no. yet so we can't say but I mean I don't want to jinx it but we've got five games left we've got to get um, six points, really. It's going to be, it. it's got to be done. Yeah, I think that, Absolutely. I mean, we've got Harringay this weekend at home who are sort of, sort of a mid table team, but they did draw one, two, two with us or one, one. I think it was at, um, earlier on in the season, a horrible cold Tuesday night in North London. Um, but it, there's a massive, massive feel good going around the club at the moment. It just feels that like we're starting, starting to, get to that thing that we've deserved two years ago like Shields did but it's been cruelly taken away from us a couple of times um, and to be honest Trev I think you could agree with not even just Worthing but the South Coast there is a bit of a feel good factor we're just down the road we've got Little Hampton who are in the semi-final of the FA Vars um, didn't you say when we met up on Friday it was like over one and a half thousand tickets sold already yeah yeah half the, half the allocated capacity for this coming Saturday they'd sold in a week Sorry, I just need to interrupt you there, Trevor, because aren't you the official match day um, uh, journalist for um, Littlehampton Town now? Because you were given the access to write the match up, which is a good little achievement. No, for the paper, not for the club. Oh, well, I think it's just as good, mate. Your uh, local you. press is so much better. There you go. And he's been, you've been invited back to do that for the semi, haven't you? Mm-hmm. And we have to say thanks to Littlehampton Town for letting us put a little banner up and sponsorship. For, so keep yeah. an eye out if you look at any press papers, you'll hopefully see a PNLP banner somewhere. Um, try and get some more listers. But um, really nice of you to allow us to do that. Um, and hopefully we can be the lucky charm because I'm really not sure how much uh, sponsorship at Wembley is going to be. Um, I don't really like to think, but <laughs> I kind of don't think we might. I don't think we'll be able to afford that, chaps. Do you? No, we'll just turn up for the day, though. Yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll put we'll wear our PNLP shirts. There we go. That'll there be, yeah, that'll be advertised. Yeah. Soon that we need to think about for next season. We need to talk about maybe someone designing a new uh we've got a listener base now. I think someone needs to design season 22, 23 shirts for us, don't you? <laughs> Any other we thought? Um what I would say is I was gonna ask Trev um if um he looked after Mark Carruthers all right when he was down from North Shields. 
Yeah, I didn't sit in the press room. Well, I say the press room. They shut the the bar and made <laughs> the that the med- made that the media area. Um, I know he yeah. was doing commentary from 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 up from up there as well. But yeah, I spoke to him before kickoff and saw him afterwards. Um, but I watched it down by the pitch side. I can't. I didn't see the it's, point. It's a little bit too far away, isn't it, Trev? Just like a little bit too far away from the action. It's yeah, not little, miles yeah, away, but yeah. But you would have got a good view from where you were. Everyone yeah. else was up there, right? You know. Up on the balcony, they were doing it from from the inside. But um, his match report was a little bit, uh, what's the word? Not biased, but um, it was a, a little bit off compared to the way I put mine. But um, individual I mean, perception. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, um, a little bit. On um, the you, you can actually watch the footage back because the game was filmed by by Jenkins Films, who were doing it again this weekend as well. Um, apparently, the uh, red card was dubious. Um, you watch it back through, and even if you watch it in slow motion, it's a horrendous ch- challenge. And the fact that the centre half who got the red card and a lot of his teammates didn't protest too much tells you yeah. that you know that was a challenge he was mm-hmm. going to go for. And uh, whether yeah. whether Mark was a little unsighted as to as to seeing the goal, I I thought George got the final touch. George Gaskin, uh, he gave it down as an own goal, but I think that was more. The bloke was falling over his own feet and it touched him on the way in. It was going in anyway. George got yeah. the slightest touch and 90 minutes from Wembley. Uh, it's, it's, now, it's a great achievement. That's the one thing. In 90 minutes from Wembley, when South Shields won the FA Vars in 2017, we were 180 minutes away from Wembley. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. a two-leg two semi-final. Same with Tom um, in 2013, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of criticism of that from teams who have to travel. I think the the teams who I are playing away, <laughs> they've all got to travel to Littlehampton. <laughs> yeah, that's literally why, the furthest yeah. south you could go unless you're yeah. going to the southwest. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, I, will they ever go back to two legs? I wonder. I don't know. I don't know why they abolished it. Um, the COVID. Mean, pardon. It COVID, some COVID rule? Or... No, well, well, no, I can understand it for the COVID. It's the same with this obsession with no replays and no extra time goes straight to penalties. For the last two years, I can understand that. Now we're back to finishing completing yeah. a full season in four weeks' time. Why are we not doing it this year? To be yeah. honest, I don't give a stuff what they do in the FA Cup. You know, the Vars is, um, is, is important. The fact that they've degraded the prize money this year as well knocked out replays, knocked out extra time for clubs. Um, personally, I think it's quite disgusting. Um, yeah, it is. Um, what's the word? Um, disrespectful, I think, <laughs> to clubs at, at, at that level. You know, so clubs that have got a chance of making it to Wembley, you know, and the FA Trophy as well. You know, it's yeah. days out for these guys. Look at look at Hornchurch last year, knocking all the National League sides out to get to the final. I've proper gone off Hornchurch off their fans' behaviour after <laughs> Um, and um, you know, and for you know, for, for example, you know, Little Hampton this year, and the fact that North Shields have got that six-hour journey for the fans, you know, three weekends or so. Loughborough's not an easy journey down either for them for them to come down and play. And what's that? Is that not in Nottingham area? Or something? Yeah, and you know, the fact yeah. they've not got a chance to play in front of their own supporters, you know, and in the case of Little Hampton, they would have travelled well wherever they'd have gone if they'd have been drawn away but mm. you know the fact they've allowed 3,000 this time around it was 2,245 in the quarterfinal so we've got a massive in- increase this time around you know to play in front of that at this level at step five is 
is something else, I think. Brilliant. It's really good. It really is good. And the other, the other game, Service Station versus Hamburg United, because all I know of Newport Pagnell is a service station somewhere on the M1, I think, isn't it? <laughs> ironically, ironically, South Shields beat Newport Pagnell in the quarterfinals in 2017. Uh, Chris, um, did you do a review of their hand hand dryers? Because weren't you doing something on your Facebook not that long ago about <laughs> away day hand dryers or, or hand, something like yeah, that? Yeah, Do you know how we got non league scram? We got non league drinks. We've got non league dryers at service stations. <laughs> Chris, you uh, could Woodall, find you could find a niche. Woodall no. Services. No, got to tip my hat to Woodall uh, Services. Trev, uh, you might say no, but this guy's got an obsession because I think there's been at least two or three posts in the past three weeks about different hand dryers. I've done, I've done plenty of service stations, but no, I can, I can, I can name service stations when I drive past M6 and go, I stopped at that one. I've done that one. I ain't done that one yet. Best place is it should be best place to drop the kids off on a Saturday morning before football. So there we go. We'll leave it at that. But um, who, who do we who do we favour? Little, ha- I mean, I've got to go for Littlehampton just because I've been a local team, but I haven't seen them at all this season. I know Trev, you have. Do you think they can do it and get to Wembley versus Loughborough? I know you said it's yeah. a good team. Last 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 seven days, they played four games in seven days. Bloody hell. rarely rotated the squad. They've made a couple of changes here and. It doesn't make a difference, but they picked up three wins out of three league games. They won, well, they drew drew one all in a cup semi-final with Wick, won it 4-1 on penalties. So they've picked up a cup final, nine points out of nine in a week. They got a fresh week off this week before the semi-final on Saturday. Um, I fancy them. You know, they're not uh, even... Do you fancy it because you want to get the prawn sandwiches at Wembley? No, no, literally, because I wouldn't do that. I, I, I wouldn't be sitting anywhere near doing media at Wembley. No, I'll be no. sitting with. Uh, I'll be sitting with. Would you not? Would you not? And it's nothing. It's that, not a piss take. But would you not? Really? No, I'd either be sitting, depending on. Cause I could what? see it like the little pass being framed for you, like Trevnell, like like footballwriting.co.uk's, or he's got his uh, he's got his like little press pass for Wembley. I mean, that's pretty cool. Nah, not interested. Um, oh, you'll get a press pass, but then just not go. You can use your press pass to go into the stands instead. There you got it. And depending on whether Bromley get through in the trophy mm-hmm. as well, I've got two or three friends that are Bromley fans that um that I've known through yeah friends well done um, that I've known through Twitter this year, and I met up with them at Holmesdale a couple of weeks ago for a game, and then they were at um, yeah. Cray on Saturday with. Well, okay, well. we've got we've got Newport versus Hamworthy. Do you know much of either teams there? Do you think do or Ham- is Hamworthy it, are very strong? They're going to do win. Think, so you yeah. think it could be a Littlehampton versus Hamworthy Ham- United? That's what I'd be expecting. Final. Yeah, Hamworthy managed right. by. If um, you're a betting man, that's what your money would be on. Yeah, Hamworthy managed Fantastic. by Tim Sills used to play for Aldershot and Torquay in the National League and a bit in the Football League as well. So and obviously, that's really, um, really strong. Yeah. FA Trophy, as you mentioned, Bromley have got York City. Yeah. Um, I know Bromley are going in for a good finish in the National League this season. So you can't. No, they're struggling. They're struggling at the moment. They're on a run of um since uh, since Gareth the Cat left for Beckenham, they haven't won the National League game, which I think is now going on for six or seven games, I think it is, since he's been on that So do you do you think York would beat them? It, it'll be um, tough. York have got a thousand fans coming down. For the, for the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're doing very well under John Askey, aren't they, Chris, at the moment? They are indeed. And they are always very, very, very strong in the FA Trophy. They mm. treat the FA Trophy and take it very, very seriously. They were, uh, 2017, um, the year they got relegated to National League North, uh, they won the trophy. Um, uh, so you had South Shields winning the Vars and then York winning the trophy. 
So it was a great day for Northern football, of course. But not York always take the trophy very seriously. You mm. bet against York at your peril in the FA mm. Trophy. Well, then you look at you look at you look at the other semi final, a very tasty tie between PNLP favourite, or I should say Ian Budgeon favourite, Wrexham, uh, versus Stockport. So <laughs> he's not on to defend himself anymore, but he still for some reason loves them when he pops up in our group from time to time. I still can't work out why. But yeah, Wrexham versus Stockport. Uh just to say it there, I will give credit where credit's due, but uh, I mean Wrexham at this past weekend. 5-2 down against already relegated Dover so how that happened God only knows and they were up as well yeah I guess Dover just don't care anymore they've got nothing to play for they're already relegated let's just give it all for fair play but then they came back and won it 6-5 I mean god damn it and you got Ryan Reynolds tweeting saying he's just lost six years off his life or something it's like shut up Hollywood um, but that's going to be a tasty tie because Stockport are pretty much over the line anyway in the National League, aren't they? Dave Challenger yeah. doing another amazing job, you know, as you said, yeah. from uh, Hartlepool last season to Stockport this season. Another Northern team, Stockport back in the Football League. Um, where do we think that chap is going to go? Do you think Stockport. it will be a Stockport? I'd like to think it will be Stockport. Put a fancy Stockport, yeah. But then you've got bloody Hollywood probably love to appear at Wembley. Yeah, they can have oh, another um, go next year when they're losing the playoffs. You can imagine that. They're probably trying to arrange themselves to drop down from a helicopter in the middle of the pitch to be bellends or something like that, but you know. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's... Um... I'd like Stockport to go. I mean, I, I've the only reason I'd say I've got no. I mean, we we all know about on fields of Wrexham. They could do. But tell you that Ryan Reynolds has a nice beer, uh, a nice gin. Aviation gin is very nice. But um, I went to that see Stockport. Win your football matches. No, it doesn't. I went to see Stockport versus um, Charlton years ago when we were in League One, and it was a nice ground. The fans were decent enough people, so fair enough. They've had a pretty rough getting back into football league, where maybe they believe they belong. Um, to talk mm. about Stockport, um, being a bit flash kits, aren't they lately? Why is that, Trev? <laughs> Flying to Eastleigh. But why wouldn't you when the airport's next door? Very true. <laughs> but you know? as I sort of said off the air like on the chat, is it is it kind of like risking it becoming a bit more money motivated than we like to see non-league? Is it becoming maybe League Three? Which, okay, if you say some of the people, some of the teams that are down there now, yes, it is quite a big league with the names. But <sighs> surely, I mean, yeah, great. I mean, but that's going to cost a bomb to fly a team down to uh, Eastleigh from Stockport. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but don't forget, beginning of, beginning of the season, they picked up the Bolton skipper, who, who's in League One. 
to come to play for him. They signed, who did they sign on, on deadline day last week? Can't remember his name, but he's dropped down from the championship, I think it is, on loan for the rest of the season. They've got money. Like, you know, if you got it, burn it. They want to get back up. They've been desperate. Just Do you like, think it's taken the fun out of non-league, though? Uh, no, 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 it hasn't no. taken the fun out. The problem is, is the two up, two down. That is the huge bottleneck that you've got. And when you think, we think of what we've got up there in Stockport, Chesterfield and Wrexham, just to name those three as big clubs, you've got Southend, who are averaging now around about six to 8,000, stuck in the middle of the table, Notts County, who we mentioned before we went on air, had 10,000 against Chesterfield at the weekend. You've got so many well-supported big clubs that are pulling in attendances that some League Two clubs would take three games to get to. It really has got to be three up and three down out of that league before long because, you know, I've, I've looked at some clubs and thought them actually going down has given them a chance to regroup, reset, and then go again. And when they go back up, they're going back up stronger. You look at the bottom of League Two, Scunthorpe are gone, and you've got possibly Oldham who shouldn't be in that position. But you've got Stevenage, who have been milling around that bottom four for the last three or four years. So you can't tell me that it's not going to do them any favours by dropping back down into non-league, starting again, and having a good shot of getting back up because you've got three going up instead of two. Yeah. That's the thing you look at. It's quite crazy to think that, um, you know, not long ago, they, they were sort of, Stevenage were hitting promotion to the championship. They were looking at playoffs. Mm. They got to playoff finals. They beat Charlton in a playoff semi back in the early two, 2010s. But then you look at League Two right now and you look at where Forest Green are. It looks like they're yeah. probably Harrogate. quite possibly going to get, Button. yeah, you've got, you got Tranmere who obviously regrouped and came back there. They're in a playoff position. You've got yeah. Sutton, which is 10th at the moment. You've got, uh, even Salford, you know, they've got a couple of games in hand and they could get, you know, quite close to that playoff positions. And it's, it's a great sort of thing. Hartlepool, mid-table. Um, but then you're looking at, as you say, like Oldham, you know, it's surprising they're down there because not long ago they were sort of pushing for playoffs in League One. Mm, and now yeah. they're down. And it's amazing how these teams can fall so quickly. And Stephen is just hovering above that zone. Southend, Chesterfield, double yeah. relegations for both. I mean, yeah. Chesterfield, at, you know, sorry, Southend. No, Chesterfield actually a couple of years ago, when Martin Allen went in, were close to a to a third drop in a row. Southend were close to a third drop before Kevin Mayer, Darren Curry and Mark Bentley stepped in, you know, this season. So it's so easy when you're on that losing spiral to keep falling and thought, you know, York City, mm. Chris, as we've seen, and Stockport Bay yeah. dropped into mm. the in, into the north and had a spell here. Mm. York said, I'm going back out of it yet. It's so tough. It's so, so tough. I've gone back to the original thing about um, Stockport flying down to Eastleigh um, as a one-off. I think mm. if the club could afford it, do it. Yeah. Because it, I remember, again, going back to 2017 when Stell Shields won the FA Vars. Our fifth round tie was against Team Solent. Um, and if I remember rightly, South Shields flew down. And uh, um, Jeff Thompson clearly you know, footed the bill. And um, I'm sure they flew and stayed overnight as well. Mm. So um, it was a one-off. Obviously, they're going for the FA Vars. The, yeah. the club we yeah. wanted to go. The, the, they went all out to win all four trophies that year. It was a one-off. It will never be repeated, really. Um, so it was a quadruple for the club, and so ultimately that one-off paid mm. dividends. So I think I think if it had been Wrexham, everyone would have made 
an absolute yeah. meal of it because it's Wrexham. But because it's Stockport, it gets noticed. People are talking mm. about it. By Wednesday, you know, yeah. the trophy is gone. It's I think mean, the thing is as well is that you look at it, and we, we've said it plenty of times on the podcast this season, you know, you look at some games and you want the players to be fresh. Mm. Like we, Worthing have had plenty of Tuesday night games north of London, like deepest, darkest Kent. And they're sitting, they're, they've been at work all day as like semi-pro footballers do. They've got to get out. They then got to sit on a coach or drive a car for two, two and a half, three hours, sit in traffic. Then they're not really, they're getting there like half an hour before the game's due to kick off. They really have a chance to stretch and warm and the fixtures go against them. So, you know, as you say, yeah, maybe you know, Stockport, is it, can they secure the league at Eastley? Is that why, do you think they're doing it? Is it? No, they've won 2-0, but no, they're not, they're not home and hose yet. We've still got about... Yeah. Six or seven games to play yet. We don't finish yeah. the 15th. Well, that's the thing. I'm just thinking, is it like, you know, maybe you could think if it was their D day and they were like, well, if we do that, we can secure the league. But, you know. I think, um, I think, I think, James, you're right in thinking that has it gone too far with it being non league football? Is it just a league, you know, like League Three? Um, I just think it's symptomatic of football as a, as a, on the whole, because, the money that's at the top, big players want more money, clubs need more money and need bigger investment. I saw a quote from um, a, a manager or committee man from someone at step seven or eight saying, you know, they've now got phone, they having to deal with agents at step eight. So it's just a natural drop down, mm. drip, drip, drip. That's, that's, that, is that step, that's, that's where it is. That's step three in our money, isn't it? Because they go step they go step one from the Premier League, don't they? Down yeah. whereas we yeah. go step. Yeah, one but you see, like you see, like so many of the players. That I know, I notice you, you go on. Um, what's that website that you can? Um, is it that it sounds a bit German? You know where you can see where non-league players have gone transfer marked. I think yes. it's called. And yeah. you see some of the players represented by firms like Christ, they're at like step three and stuff. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like I just all all I think the thing I put the point I was bringing up is obviously we 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 fall in love with non-league for the purity of the football game, which has obviously mm. been so poisoned at the top, you know, with the Premier League, you know, even championship, you know, you could say that's Premier League two, to be honest, because championship is a very competitive league, even possibly League One. You look at teams, as they say, like Charlton Athletic, Portsmouth, Sunderland, they're all struggling to get out of that league and they've been in that league for too long. And you just think, you know, you just see things like Stockport flying. Yes, maybe, you know, maybe it's me making a big deal out of it, but I just hope that this money doesn't get passed down, down. We start taking a bit of the fun out of non-league yeah. and the sort of raw, raw football. I think that's why these players need to get back to the Football League, though, because they're, they're too big for the national um, and yes. that that bottleneck at the top is what's stopping them, you know, progressing further. They could have been, yeah. you know, flying to um, Christ knows where. You know, they could have been playing South End in League in in League Two and flying to South End. Trev, for a Trev game. you say they're too big for the national, but then I used to say Cholton are too big for League One. I'm sure Sunderland fans, Ports have said they're too big for League One, but are we actually too big for League One? Yeah, Sta- stadium that. stadium I- and facilities. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I, are I, the club's mentality, are we too big for League One? Yeah, I, I get that. But where they've come down, they've had yeah. their time here, you know, they've re they've re reborn, rebirth, reset themselves, and now yeah. 
they are too big for that level. They need to be playing at a level that... Well, we need them to go away, mate, because obviously when Worthing yeah. smash the National South next year and get up to the National and then we're pushing <laughs> for League Two football um, and obviously Barry's having to try and work out how to fund a new natural pitch to get us into the Football League Two. You know, I mean, we need them out there. We need an easy run through, don't we, Trev? You finished dreaming? No, not quite. Yeah, it's that jet lag that causes it, you know, that sort of jet lag <laughs> and a couple of beers sorts me out. Um but yeah, it's, 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 that's all it is. It's just that purity. I just hope it doesn't, but let's hope it's a one-off. But, you know, then again, would I be sitting there moaning if Worthing fly up to somewhere in a cup game or something next season? If they get to the National League, are they going to fly up somewhere? You know, maybe not. Or maybe it's just, uh, could it be jealousy? Maybe I want to be Maybe I want to be that trolley dolly on the flight. At the same time, coffee, though, Chicken or beef? Same time, though, the fantastic run stop for Binar, I think something like 21 games unbeaten. Why not? Why not give them a little treat like that? As yeah, a, okay. that's, yeah, almost, I guess so. that's almost a thank you for saying, like you've put us in such a great position. Here's a little perk. Yeah, you know, they probably won't be doing it again because they won't be flying anywhere close to wherever they're playing again. Like I say, the airport's right across the flipping road from from Eastleigh's ground. Yeah. So why would you not really? Yeah, that's almost sensible. That's true. That's true. Well, we've mentioned it on the last couple of episodes. I think it's right to talk about now the sort of season running because Christ for the for the basically the third the third time since doing a PNLP, we're actually having a full season. We haven't had mm. one of them yet. We haven't no, had we haven't. one. No. So we got to make the most of this running. So because we started up, to we no, we started off with a second non-voice season. So we've only had one non-voice season, but we haven't had a full season to sort of comprehend yet. Managed to wing it for a few episodes in a few months without talking really much about any football at all, apart from Barnet Football Club. But um, the season running now. First up, Macclesfield Town. Or oh, they're just called Macclesfield now, aren't they? Uh, and now the first champions of non-league. And not really surprised if... Uh, was it BBC that showed the sort of Robbie Savage yes. doc? And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, no matter what you think, is there another one coming out? Yeah, yeah. No, there's another oh, one out. Your, no, another I'll, out on the iPlayer. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, really? I really? Yeah. Oh, good. I might watch that before going to bed time. Because I do... I, I really... I don't know, you know, it's like I said about the Peter Crouching. There's something... And I think, I've, as I've said in the group, I've really just got into a bunch of amateurs with dorking. And, you know... Trevor, I know you said I'm not, you haven't even had the chance to watch it yet, but there's something really appealing. I don't know, Chris, if you've ever had time, but watching these sort of documentaries, especially about non-league clubs, it's something really great about it. It really draws you in and yeah. like kind of like, oh, crap, it's like midnight. And up, I really want to watch the next episode. Now it's 2am. I've watched another two episodes. I actually should yeah. better stop watching it. But uh, Ironically, when the when Sky did the class of 92 at Salford. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, Salford, yeah. yeah. It was on BBC track, first, wasn't it? And then it went to Sky. Yeah, but... But um, I found myself almost becoming a Salford fan when they were showing you the footage of the matches because you wanted them. To, you wanted. Them I never got that far, Chris. No, no, oh, but Chris, no, Chris, <laughs> no, Chris, Chris, I'm on the same page as you. I can honestly say, it. like, and when I was up visiting my. I'm dearly departed mother-in-law one time and we bless her heart that um my wife Vicky was visiting her mum and they were just going out shopping and I thought you know what Salford are playing it's 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 a season they won promotion via the playoffs but they could have secured an automatic promotion but they've won this game but they end up losing it but I went to their stadium the Peninsula Stadium and I was like this is unreal like this doesn't seem real I've watched this from growing from literally a non-league club like probably similar status to like mm-hmm. Worthing's they were lower than Worthing when the Neville's and that lot took over yeah. and South Shields they were step I think it was step four when they took over and um, you look at how the stadium's been built around and everything and there's something amazing about that and you know to be watching it like live is unreal like and then you see it unfold and you know the Peter, I don't yeah. know if you got have you guys watched the Peter Crouch one yet about Dulwich Hamlet no. no that's another good one but 
as you say, it, it, you like to see it, and there's something really nice about it. And to see Robbie Savage, he's he's a love him or hate him. He's a Marmite character, but fair play. They've the town have lost their football club, but they've managed to re reborn, reborn, rebirth it. We boot it, yeah. And uh, you know, with better facilities than before. I mean, the chairman sunk a bit like probably Jeff and stuff. The chairman sunk a lot of money into that club yeah. with new facilities yeah. and new pitches and new stands. It looks amazing, and you know, fair play to the guys. Fair play. You just want to see good people being rewarded for their efforts, don't you? As simple mm. as that. Simple as. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I was the manager. I could have Robbie Savage trying to input his blooming like views as a director of football every week from the other side of the touchline, kind of con- contradicting everything he's saying as a manager. <laughs> yeah, but you've got guys playing at the top level of the game, haven't you? As well, yeah, but, but then maybe maybe should he be the manager? Then do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't. Would it work that way? No, I don't think it would. Probably would not. would, would, would Robbie fun. Savage make a good manager? No. Is he likely to get sacked because his mouth's going to get him into trouble? Yeah, more. Robbie, more if you're listening, why don't you come on and answer Trevor's <laughs> questions? That's why he's in the director <laughs> of football role. I think right. what, what's nice about these documentaries, though, is that you see everything you don't see in an everyday football club of what goes on to get, you know, to get Macclesfield in the state they were to start the season. You watch the, you know, Dorking have risen right through the county leagues. They, you know, they they spend prudently, but they recruit well and they've done it without accruing large amounts of debts. I'm sure like every club they've got, you know, a little bit of it, but they're not sitting there with like, you know, a major be- uh, benefactor that's throwing 1.2 million in every season. And you can, you can relate to those clubs a little bit more, whether, like you say, with Robbie Savage, you know, a bit Marmite, you love him or you hate him. And that might be the position some people think, you know, with a lot of these clubs that are in the documentaries, you may not like them, but you can relate to what you see in that documentary. And some things you think, oh, why don't my club do that? It's funny because it almost, the way they filmed it, almost you you think it's a kind of office-esque type documentary, don't you? Because you think some of the things you see, I mean, all you need to watch is a bunch of amateurs with Mark White. And, you know, you know what Mark White's like, Trev. Mm. He's a very... Marmite character again. I think he's quite yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, he's yeah. quite funny. And he, he's, you know, whether you think he should deserve to be in that position or not, but, you know, he's got a passion. He started in 1999 when he was di- a dis sort of disfranchised, you know, obviously franchise FC moving to Milton Keynes. He was very upset. Wimbledon fan decided to set up his own thing, started grassroots and they made promotion every other year. And, you know, again, a bit like Worthing, they they were right at the top when it all got null and voided a few years ago. And, you know, you feel you feel sorry for him. I mean, hopefully we've got a little uh, task to try and get him on if they end up being promotion, but they keep on slipping at the last minute, which will make, again, great viewing on these programmes because it is, it, I think it's a natural human reaction that you, you like to see, not failure, but you like to watch something sort of... It's under impl- pressure. Impl- impl- it? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you know, obviously they were they were bossing the league up until a few weeks ago, and then they kind uh, of well, well, not, not bossing it, but they were they were right up at the top. Yeah, but Maidstone have done really well to keep hanging on to those coattails, and that and that capitalising on every time Dorking drop a point or two. Damn, who do you, who do you think back. will get that promotion place, Trev? Do you think it'll be Dorking or do you think it'll be Maidstone? On current form at the moment, so Maidstone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Staying in the south, we've got Bracknell Town, which have been. Um, promoted as champs this weekend um, 30 games 127 losing two scoring 75 and they've got the best defense in Europe with 10 conceded and 20 clean sheets that's wow. pretty that's pretty impressive isn't impressive, it isn't it impressive I've been to Bracknell quite a few years ago yeah just once yeah yeah nice, nice little ground 
well, this is going back to Martin Allen's first spell in charge of Barney. We played him in the FA Cup fourth qualifying round. Um, I haven't been back since, but um, no, I mean that's you know a, a fantastic record that really is. And to go through a season, what that step step three, aren't they? Yeah. Step three, no, uh, no, step four, aren't they? Step four. Yeah, step four. Go, yeah, they've gone into yeah. step three now. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, so, to go, um, to go through the season and only lose two games when you train twice a week, you it's know, pretty is, good, yeah. is phenomenal. Just to concede ten goals is like, you know, you're, you're, you know, you must be saying that back four or five, you include the goalkeeper, that kind of changed much over those twenty-seven games. And if it has, you know, that's even more fantastic testament to the players and the and the management staff there to get mm. the same result week week out week you know week after week and then we've got um, obviously in that step four we've also got Hastings around the corner they've literally one win away two points away two draws you know from getting it or one point clinch on goal difference uh, another great achievement another deserved you know null and voided season mm. two years ago they should have been up there which is great to see obviously we've already spoken about Worthing with two wins away six points needed or five points needed really to no matter what results happen elsewhere if we get those five points we're champions no matter what um, I, I think James the other thing to look at with like with, with Hastings and Worthing yeah. and to an extent South, South Shields although they're, they're second at the moment is that not only is it allowing that club to progress where it should be it's actually given the rest of the, the uh, division a bloody chance as well because everybody's yeah. been stuck behind Worthing. They've been stuck behind Hastings. They're actually going nowhere through no fault of the club that's top of the table that should have been gone a year or you know a year or two. Ago. Well, it's funny you say that, Trev, because I'm pretty sure Gareth said it on here before. But Gareth obviously was at the Worthing Harringay match that I was at earlier this season. I can't remember there was a scout from a team there or someone was just watching Worthing who because it was the next fixture. And he he said to Gareth, he said, like, this is, he didn't even know who Gareth was, don't even know if he supported, like, Worthing or, you know, Harringay. But he said, you know what, Worthing are going to win this league and we want them to because we want them out of this division because we everyone else wants to have a chance. And it's probably, yeah. as you say, it's exactly the same. Yeah. I'm sure as a professional club, probably all the clubs below, no matter what, no matter if they like it or not, they probably want South Shields out of the way, Hastings out of the way, the clubs with a bit of money, get them out of the way get them into the next division up, give us a chance. Mm. Because, I mean, I, look at, looking at next season, looking at the teams, I, I, I kind of get an impression. I think, I do think, um, what's it called? Uh, Bishop Stortford, if they get the playoffs, I think the, the run they're on at the moment, they'll win the playoffs. I would like, I would like Lewis to, to keep on the Sussex Derby, obviously with Eastbourne, but Lewis are now struggling, I think, to even get in the playoffs because they've had a bit no, of no, a three lack of form. No, three points. points but they've had, they have, They've had a couple of last-minute losses and stuff lately that's kind of taken a sting out of things. Um, I would like that. I think Hastings will do very well next season, you know, with the bounce they've done. Um, but I, I could see... It. Who could you see winning your league, winning the Ismian Prem, Trev, if Worthing get out of it and say Bishops go up as well? Who could? Who would you see? I think Hornchurch have got a massive chance. Cray. You think Cray? Well, that's just because <laughs> you're friends there as a manager. <laughs> no, if they, if they stay up, um, he'll build a good squad next season, Smudger. Yeah. Um, literally, I mean, he's already like you know he's only in for six for the last six games as it is, but he's already had people going. I've got some before you for next year, and he's mm. like, well, hang on, let me get these five games out of the way first, and then see where we are. But um, mm -hmm. he'll have a better squad than than what they managed this year. Folks, the folks going to be up there again. Yeah. Um, Do you think it will be bishops as a, as the playoff winners? Yeah, I, yeah, folks that are just dropping a little bit. Um, yeah. Hornchurch are there or thereabouts. Um, speaking to speaking to Dicko on Saturday after the game. No, yeah, Saturday it was I went. Um, he said that 
he thinks Hornchurch will win the playoffs if if um if they if they make it in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, next year someone could come out the middle of the table. I mean, um, yeah. Well, you look at Cray this year; like they were right up behind Worthing's coattails when the season was done and voided. And you know, obviously, we know most of Lewis exactly, is made yeah, up of Cray Wanderers. Squad, though, haven't they? Brand yeah. new squad. That's only the reason they are where they are. But you know, even even you know, dare I say it, someone like Bogner. Maybe now that what? Jack don't don't swear, Trevor. <laughs> maybe now that Jack stepped aside. And... Well, but that's what yeah. you said all along to me. Yeah, yeah. Bognor will get nowhere last... with Jack Pearson. No, in the last couple of weeks they've won two out of two. Um, yeah, I went. Um... I went. Mind playing them again in the National South, not in the Eastern Prem, but you know. Um, but obviously, us as champions, um, they're like that. I mean, uh, Chris, what do you reckon if Shields get promoted? Um, do you reckon it'll be Buxton Shields going up and you know say say yeah. who would you think would have a good chance in a national prem next season? Uh, in the national, are you in the northern? Sorry, prem? the northern premier. Sorry, mate. Um, Combining two leagues there, aren't I? I, I, I would think Scarborough would be in a good place because they're in they're in they've been in a good run of form under not John Matlock Green. or anything like that, and Matlock. Matlock rely heavily on on a big, big centre-forward. And you can only rely on a big centre-forward so much because in the Northern Premier League, you're going to come up against... You, you, sorry, you, you almost always come up against big centre-halves. So if big centre-halves can look after the big centre-forward, you've got to have a plan B. And I'm not so sure Matlock actually have a plan B at the moment. So... Um, Scarborough have been playing well, so if they can continue that, they can recruit well, perhaps they could be in with a real shout. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have to look at who would come down from National League North, mm-hmm. and that an absolute can of worms at the moment. That could be any one of four yeah. to go down from National League North. I mean, it wasn't so long ago that Farsley Celtic were absolutely dead and buried. They've just yeah, took we- seven points from nine. We 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 relegated them, Chris. When we when you guys went on it, we just be beating Gastorbin. We relegated Farsley yeah. because they were completely gone. Yeah. But then but then we did the same in the south with Billericay, and then mm. all of a sudden, no, no, run now. But this this is this this is the great thing about non-league. You know, we can say this. It's changed every episode. We seem to have changed. Teams gone a run. You know, the top seem to have stayed very much to the top. But you know, we were looking like a few months ago, but I didn't think Stockport would be doing as well as they are right now, you know, but it's obviously a change of managers kick them up there right up for promotion. But I mean, mm. you look at going back, going back to like looking at the season running, I think uh, Trevor, you said Banbury, I think what we, we couldn't work out, they're not champions as of yet, but I think they need a no, win. Very close, I aren't they they, they yeah. literally need a win or a point. Mm. You've got, you look at the Premier, at the Ismin, uh, sorry, not the Ismin, um, the Prem, the cent- Southern Central Premier, and you've got, Met Police, Taunton, Hayes, Farnborough, mm. all can go for that top title, which is crazy. Yeah. And uh, they're all, yeah. And this coming Saturday, Farnborough play Hayes and Yedding. There you go. But and when Worthing, when, 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 sorry. And then the following Saturday, Met Police play Taunton. There you go. And so massive six pointers. Yeah. And in the meantime, you've got the games in hand are being played during the week. So that uses another mm. game up so everyone starts to get level. So when you get to Easter Monday, They've all only got two games left that Easter Monday in the last day of the season. There's so yeah. many twists and turns that yet, you know, a couple of months ago, Hayes and Yedin were nailed on for that. 
Well, uh, mate, I was going to say, when when we played them in the FA Trophy, sort of at the end of game, 2021, we hadn't lost the game. They were pretty much match-worthing, like for like. And, uh, mm. you know, we, we significantly beat them. I think it was 3-0 in the end or so, possibly. Yeah, you beat four, them and then, was it 4-0? Barley beat them in the Middlesex Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like out of two competitions mm. in sort of a week. But yeah. you look at that and look how close that is. I mean, that makes you think, you know, although I get nervous, like we, I, it is that thing where literally two wins away is worthy fans. But, you know, you still get nervous because think, surely we can't throw this away. We surely can't throw this away. But then you've got like, you look at that, you'd like to think. But um, one I'm more. Stupid. No, no, I'm being no, stupid. But it, you know, it's so, it's so close. No, no. You're too good a side with too good of a manager who knows what he's doing, and you've got all the momentum, everything's in place, you will you will, you will, will definitely get a minimum of two wins out of five. I suggest you'll get three, possibly four, and you'll be I'm fine. I'm happy for well, five. I think you get five, personally. But... <laughs> well, last day, last day of the season, we've got Brightling. See, if we don't beat them, we're really like, what the hell? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's right. almost a nailed on one. Like, they're right at the bottom, but, you know, normally they think, think but it, it's... It, yeah, it's 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 so close. You can taste it. It's you know, it's kind of like you think. Oh, and I'm sure we'll get there. I know we'll get there. We will get there. And I, it's just a frustrating thing because I thought you've just we, talked we yourself have... into it. You've just yeah. said, yeah, 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 Right, um, anyone in, anyone yeah. But in, then, Chris, but Chris, you need to do another rallying team talk and not get banned from First Cloud Arena so we can actually have a double or, uh, celebration Ronnie, party. Yeah, Ronnie and I are recording this week. Obviously, it's positive, you know, we've had two good home wins. We've had a <laughs> fantastic, fantastic non-league day. It was a wonderful, wonderful day. A massive crowd. Um, a lot, I, I believe, a lot more in than what was actually at, what was stated. Um, it was a great advert for the non-league game. We were... Yeah. We were rather drunk on the night time, I have to say. Um, um, yeah, you were. That was my wife. She was absolutely. No, she was. She was. She was getting on it for Mother's Day, weren't she? On the Sunday, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, we saw about it. I, I'm not surprised, to be honest. I'm really not surprised. We were on the karaoke, Ronnie and I. It was. It was just. An, it was a great. That was. You've met. We've talked about. You know the. The, the, the things about non-league football and Saturday for me was what it was all about. Yeah. It was I was glad I couldn't go there. I mean, obviously, I heard it was a bit of a party atmosphere because obviously, as we said, Chesant were a team that we were kind of not fearing, but we think of any of the last five or six games, they were going to be the only ones that would take points from us. But mm. yeah, fair enough. We're, we're really nearly there and hopefully, uh, Shields, who have you got this weekend in the next couple of weeks? We've awaited, away to Gainsborough on Saturday um, who on paper we should beat. But away form has been horrific, so we just want all the players to give 100, percent and then we'll have no we'll have no complaints. Um, it'll be a, 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 potentially a difficult pitch to play on. We need to nullify that, put that out of the system, go down to Gainsborough, who have been struggling recently, and and just get a win. Simple as that. Get a win. There we go. And that's that's all we need. You just all you've got to do now is look at every game's got to be a win. And you know you yep. can't hit. You, sadly, now you can't affect the results around you. But obviously, it, it's the same we said with Worthing. If we could just concentrate and win, then other teams around you are full, and that's been the next thing. We look. We look at going back to the last couple of things. Hanworth Phil have clinched promotion to step four already. Another team that are going up to the fourth step of non-league and Berry AFC, who mm-hmm. rudely ignored our invitation to come on when they formed, despite the fact they were saying they were going to, and then ignored us. 
but fair play, <laughs> fair enough. Obviously, I wouldn't have liked to see what's happened at Bury, you know, a massive club in uh, in sort of the north of Manchester that obviously went bust. And, you know, it looks like there's going to be a couple of stories. It looks like it could be even two clubs in Bury next season. Um with the ground and it'd be an interesting I mean imagine imagine if you were like that and you had a choice between the reformed team or the team that's come back from the dead like who would you support it's, it's a strange and, and, and if they're both black gig lane as well can you imagine that yeah is that a, is that a possibility is that a possibility no I think I think they've uh, a lot of people around there want both both parties to come together and have one club at gig lane wherever it happens it's another matter, though. It would make sense, but because yeah, um, yeah. like Berry's not big enough town to sustain, too, especially being in the yeah. Manchester area, City mm. and United, and you know all the other football league teams and everything like that. You've got around the sort of Bolton, you've got obviously Chesterfield, you've got Stockport, you've got so many teams. It's a bit like London to be honest, Manchester. They've got so many teams in national and sort of non-league around there. It's kind of hard. And when you think AFC have already got a march of a year on the whatever they form in the summer as well yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're not going to get people switching allegiance no. regardless I think of them playing at gig lane or not no exactly it'll be interesting to see chaps well, before we end we've got to talk about obviously England C versus Wales C Trevor Barnet player called up today um, yeah, into the squad one. must be happy about that Sam BJ has been our most consistent player this year funny at the beginning of the season um, Harry Kill didn't, didn't didn't rate him yeah and look at him now, he's in England Z, which is pretty, uh, as two be. fingers up to Harry Kuehl. As he should be, best left back in the National League years, okay. comfortably. Uh, fair play. And um, Barnett, mediocre season, better than you could <laughs> expect. Standard. Well, <laughs> after the first seven games <laughs> from, from Mr Kuehl, um, yeah, we've, we've done all right the last last month now we've come out of the two COVID periods and away from the racism stuff and that. We're um, winning games again, so... Talking about yeah. not racism, but you know, managers being sacked. Uh, Chesterfield's former manager's got a new job, hasn't he? Yeah, match made in heaven. Where James was it? And IFC filed. There you go. What the, the um, if you're a mother and you uh want to pick your kids up from school, yeah, forget about applying for us. Job, yeah, and, but then uh, James Rowe goes there. No libel intended, but hey, Mr. Rowe and his misdemeanors as well, which everyone I'm sure is aware of. The and irony. if you're not. Just find over just just find a Stockport or a Chesterfield forum on the internet, and I'm sure you'll find out exactly what it is. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is your best friend. Mm. Twitter is your best friend. Um, but chaps, anything before we wrap it up? Anything else to say? On any any shout outs that you've got? Obviously, Trev, you've re, you've relaunched your website this week. It's not footballwriting.blog anymore as a sponsor. What is it now? No, it's not. Uh, www.footballwriting.co.uk. I've moved platforms from WordPress to Substack. As WordPress are causing me no end of problems for the way I wanted to charge it. Substack don't let me do exactly what I wanted to do either, um, but I've got more options on that. Substack don't charge me a yearly cost for using the site either. I just pay the fees through people subscribing. Um, so it's almost like restarting from scratch again. Um, from from the amount of visitors I had last year and across the last. So three does that years, mean I'll bet us off then? Yeah, basically I don't get to. See, oh, there you go. There you hang go. On, hang on, let let me finish. Um, I don't get on Substack. I don't get where the views come from, i.e., across the world. There's no like country map or anything like you've got on WordPress or Substacks. A lot smaller. All I get on there is a breakdown of where people have come from. Um, emails through subscription because you can sign up for a free subscription so you'll get a notification when a blog goes up but you'll only see the first section of it because the rest of it's behind the paywall although 
and I am putting the odd free one up as well so people can go and read it for free and then if they decide to take a monthly one they can um now I've forgotten where I was going with that um, <laughs> oh, I just um, thought I just <laughs> fallen asleep mate sorry <laughs> um oh yeah that's it uh, the uh, direction so obviously those people that are already on the subscription list it will show me if it comes from an email or if they come from Facebook from Twitter or somewhere completely different that's the only breakdown I can get like percentage wise okay. but I've had it's like I've only put two two paid blogs up which has been since Monday last week and I've already got seven subscribers so 35 quid a month I didn't have last year already. there you go very good mate so if you want to subscribe footballwriting.blog he is the official sponsor of the no, 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 podcast no 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 footballwriting.co.uk there we go so you had it drilled into you, my head you so did fall much. asleep didn't you Jesus. yeah I did mate it's jet lag told you sorry go on uh, so you were you, you, a sub stack uh, blah 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 or oh, whatever yeah yeah so footballwriting.co.uk <laughs> just go and subscribe guys uh, support this is sponsor. why I don't have you because then because then because then he can the more you sponsor him, the more money he can pay the pre NLP to promote his thing. So it's a win win. No, 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 The more it pays for my retirement. Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see that. You can, I'll eat my hat if that ever happens. But hey ho. Anyway, Chris, okay. you were about to say something before Trevor interrupted you for his football writing stuff. No, no, he didn't interrupt anything. Yeah, he did. 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 So it's not a shout out, but it's been something of interest for me I didn't really know anything about this which is pretty bad but FC United of Manchester have been flying the flag for English non-league in Italy um, it's like an Anglo-Italian non-league competition oh really? Um, yeah mm-hmm. so Stockport um, Stockport be alright they can fly yeah they, go. <laughs> yeah they get free flights yeah so FC United have they played any games then or, or are they going yeah, this summer? Yeah, we played one game the other week. It was on, well, it was on Fot, Fot Mob, the, the, the app, and it looked like like a, almost like a cricket score uh, in favour of FC United. I, I, I'm assuming it was a bona fide game. I, I didn't know anything. But somebody mentioned it on the bus going to an away game. That FC United are playing in Europe today. And it's like what? So if if that is the case, fair play to FC United of Manchester for flying the flag for British non-league in uh, in Italy. Now, Jeff, where's our invitation? What are you going to say? <laughs> it's it's funny that though because you think I mean that's that's pretty good and I've always thought it would be it would be great it, it would it would be great to have a really um like an international non-league summer tournament or something instead of the friendlies so it would be quite cool but I guess as we always say it's money it's the money side of it because how are you going to afford to take a team over uh, the only way it'd be is a summer sort of summer training camp for the clubs that have got maybe a bit of money that you could do somewhere in Central Europe but that's that's all it's going to be and obviously the players that have got semi-pro they're, they're going to have to take time off work to go so they might want to save their leave for holiday so it's pretty interesting yeah yeah it's not easy but I'm sure um, I'm sure next week or ne- in the next couple of weeks, Pete will be back from uh, losing his pub quiz. But I will eat my hat if he does win. And I do apologise in advance, Peter, if you have one tonight. But um, no, I mean, you've got Gary the Horseman on your team. So I don't think uh, a win's going to be happening for you. But it's uh, been another good episode, chaps. We've uh, had quite a lot to talk about. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had the last one out. And I guess, as per usual, well, two weeks' time, Pete and myself... Trev and Gaz could be feeling very smug as fans of a champions winning club. 
I hope to God that South Shields pick their fingers up out their bums and sort of, is that the, is that the right saying? So that sounds a bit weird, actually. Really, no, really. Get a finger out the arse, yeah, that's it. Finger out the arse, yeah. there we go. And uh, actually put some pressure on Buxton and actually take over that top of the league because it'd be great, as we said all along, to do a double celebration as really severely deserved at the end of the season. But um, football this weekend, I'm not going to any because I'm working. Trev, where are you <gasps> off to? You're not going anywhere. Again, again, it's work. Come, mate. Got, becoming got, such a part time. Right? Got to pay them bills, bro. Yeah, uh, Tunbridge Wells tomorrow night, Tuesday, against Lordswood. So I've nearly, I think I've ticked nearly everyone off the list I want to, I was going to get to this year. I think I'm only missing Met Police and Horndean. Obviously, got so Littlehampton on Saturday, haven't you? Littlehampton on Saturday for the Vars, and then I think where am I next Tuesday? Nowhere at the moment. I put on, I put on Twitter on Sunday evening because I've written where I was going in April because I've got so many games like penciled in and I thought yeah. I need to put need to put it down on paper so I don't double book myself yeah. going somewhere. And then I'll put it up there. I've got a couple of gaps, which is next Tuesday yeah. and Saturday the night at the moment. Although obviously I spoke to you about going to Cray on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Against Hornchurch. So then I got, I think last night I'd end up with about 20 plus notifications on Twitter of people going you can come here, you can go there, you can go so-and-so. I was like, I was thinking that wasn't an invitation to invite me. Uh, you're get, you're, get, you're like, getting that trust becoming you, a big deal in a non-league world, didn't you? Yeah, I've, got, I thought, I've just got a bit, bit of a busy month. Well, bit, I am hoping, so although I can't go this weekend, because obviously if results go our way, Worthing could be crowned champions this weekend. Because yes, if, yeah. if, Har- if, uh, if Bishop Stortford lose yeah. and we win, we're champions. Yeah. Yeah. So in a selfish point of view, I'm hoping Bishop Stortford's win. Who, who they or they, they get draw. Oh, who is it? Let's have a look. Um, because uh, then I can be at Bowers following weekend and actually see the champion, um, championship clinching game. Obviously, I'll be happy either way, but um, they have got this weekend. Uh, Bishop Stortford versus Folkestone, so it's a possibility. Oh. Folkestone are on a bad run at the moment, if, um, but if that ends up a draw. Are Worthing still champions then? No, because then um, we'd need four points, so we'd win. We just need to get one more point. So, you'd say, so it's got to be a win. We need, we need, we need five. We need five points. So yeah, I guess if they've got, if they get one, then we'd only need, then we'd only need one after that. So it'd still be the following weekend, but it's pretty yeah. much a given then. So whatever the result, um, I hope Worthing, you could just put off your number one podcast creator. I'll send, I'll, send, I'll send Adam a text, shall I, and ask him. I know, shall I? Maybe I'll get Pete to do it. Yeah, Pete's his friend. <laughs> yeah, because Pete Pete's the only one that can organise Adam to come on the podcast here in the studio, isn't he? As we all joked in the group. So. Um, and Chris, you've got, what games you got this weekend again? Well, Shields have got games, but I won't be there. Um, I'm having a little break. Uh, I've got, I'm doing something at uh, the Cricket Club. He's been silenced by Jeff. No, no. <laughs> I'm not. I am having a little break. Um, uh, uh, my next game will be home to Staley Bridge on the 9th. So I'm, I'm missing this side. Ronnie, Ronnie will be commentating with uh, Michael Manuel. So that should be good fun. I'll probably be tuning in. But I will be on the beer on Saturday afternoon. Very good. Very good, mate. Will you enjoy yourselves and chaps? Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Be sure to follow us on at the PNLB. Obviously, footballwriting.co.uk now is our sponsor. Sign up for Trev's blogs. Uh, they're not Barnet Central this year, I promise, because there's more than Barnet playing. Uh, good luck Thanks to Littlehampton in the FA Vars this weekend and other teams playing. Good luck to Shields. Good luck to Worthing. And I will be seeing you in a couple of weeks. Stay safe, guys.
UPNLP. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.